life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Let's do a test here. This is me. My kid got to the knobs the other day so i don't know <laughs> oh yeah every once in a while somebody will come in really hot and because my kid got to the place with the knobs give me a, a sound on you uh testing all right yeah you're all right we can level that shit out um let's do it thanks for tuning in the road stories podcast everybody i'm your host murray valeriano part of all things comedy this is Gorilla Radio. This is why I love podcasting. Yeah, yeah. This in my is... studio apartment. <laughs> in my old stomping room. We'll get to that in a minute. Right. I used to, I used to live a couple blocks up here. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, I haven't. You haven't introduced me yet, so I feel bad talking. Oh, that's all right. Don't all right. Um, what was I going to... Oh, well, I... Uh, all right, so... <laughs> almost got into a fight with a 16-year-old today. We, we won't go into that right now. Uh, when did that... <laughs> I was in surfing, and this kid cut me off, and he had an attitude. And so I yelled at him, and then he's like, oh, you're going to start a fight with a 16-year-old? I'm like, dude, you're a douchey 16-year-old. If you're going to pull shit, then you're going to get yelled at. Oh, tough guy starting a fight. I'm not starting a fight. Anyway, I didn't want to go into that. So I'm like a big asshole. That's great. Curb, you, know, curb. you know what? I could have taken him. I'm sure you could have. That old man rage. Exactly. Right? Kurt Braunholer, I didn't realize in surfing, because all I do is boogie board if I oh, ever okay. do. Kurt Braunholer was telling me all these, like, there's like a wave etiquette yeah, and yeah. every and I didn't know any of that and he's almost gotten in a several fights on boards and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I just thought that was in point break that that <laughs> shit happens. Yeah, and he really breached the etiquette today. It's so anyway, that kid'll I said I go you got I got your whole life ahead of you to be a douche. Just be cool today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm an old crotchety old man. All right, so a few weeks ago uh, this is what I like about all things comedy. And we were talking, and, and, right. Uh, a few weeks ago, I get an email from Dan St. Germain, yeah. who sits across from me uh, as we speak, and he says he wants to do your podcast. And I said, all right, sweet, because your podcast is on right, right. comedy. And we all we kind of keep it a little incestuous, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the name of your podcast real quick? Uh, my Dumb Friends. All right, my Dumb Friends, and we'll get into that in a, Thank a, you. a little bit. Um so I'm like, yeah, Dan, I, in, get, are you a New York comic? Is that right? Um, I'm actually, I live in L.A. now, but I moved here from August and, you know. Where were you before? August 3rd. I was in New York yeah, for like eight York, years, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd heard about you because I have a few friends like Greg Warren. and I love Greg, uh, yeah. Um, uh, fuck. I'm only I'm blanking on his name. He's only been on my show three times. And anyway, uh, so I've heard I heard of him. I'm like, oh yeah, Dan, I've heard of him. I've heard yeah, of him. Yeah, Because everybody to keep in touch with who's up in New York or whatever. Yeah, I'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Scheduled it for one Tuesday. Then work came up. Work came up. You got a gig. Scheduled it for the following Tuesday. Then you got a gig. Yeah. Scheduled it for the following Tuesday. And then and you, got you got a gig. So we scheduled it for Sunday. It was you and Barry Rothbard. And Barry couldn't do it. It was you and Barry Rothbard. He got fucked. He got his uh, house got broken into, or his apartment. His apartment. It's probably, he was telling me it's really scary. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so they're like doing like... Police. Yeah, police were there and like fingerprints. Law and, and order shit over there. Jerry Orbeck and... Yeah. It's hard back. to justify doing a podcast when your place gets robbed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sorry, Barry. I mean, that sucks. I'm sorry you got to go through that. That stinks. Um... So then, 
I end up having to come all the way to Hollywood. Well, I did offer. I was just, I didn't know if you were coming or not. <laughs> I actually, well, because I was, here's the thing is I saw it was in Englewood and I'm like, oh, fuck. I it's was not like, in Englewood. It's in Marvis. I was like, all right. I was wondering. I was like, hey, are you, uh, are you coming to Hollywood? <laughs> I just thought you were coming to Hollywood because I'm just used to comedians at some point. Come they come here. Right, yeah. But I would have totally come. No, so I, I don't mean, what? I didn't mean to superstar you. No, I didn't. No. Listen, it's, it's my podcast, so I am responsible for but it. But I understand it sucks. And listen, I look, I know when I moved to the West Side, A, I had to make new friends. And B, oh, yeah. people are just like, I don't want to fucking drive. It's very life. isolating out here. And I'm, I'm very much getting used to it because I thought I'd be. Here, here's I. This is like kind of what I heard. I was actually talking to Barry about this. Mm-hmm. If you have a girlfriend or boyfriend and a job, you're great. If you have one of those, you're fine. And if you have neither of those, you're fucked. Out here, <laughs> you know. And I have the job thing. I'm working out here, but I'm like, a lot of my work is from home now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, I'm like, I've been fucking isolated out here like crazy. And then, you know, people when you get on the road, it's really not like I just did a stretch in Northern California that uh-huh. was nice. And uh, I did some stuff in San Diego, which was uh, with a buddy of mine, which, you know, like the shows were fun. I, I was kind of personally a wreck, but like the, uh, but then sometimes you like go on the road and you're in like, I remember I was in Providence two weeks ago. Right. And that's more even isolating than being out here. Cause yeah. You don't know the opener and. Like I didn't realize I th- I confused Providence with Provincetown and I was like Pro- this is great like like gay guys and like you know they're good laughers and I didn't realize Providence is like right next to fucking Fall River Massachusetts which is like if you know Fall River that's where Chris Heron's from right who was uh, the heroin addict basketball player and he oh, blames really? all his heroin problems on Fall River <laughs> and like I was like hearing all these Fall River stories if you see the thirty for thirty on Chris Heron it's like fucking unbelievable oh really yeah. It's awesome, and his uh, brother, his brother is also like a basketball legend in False River. Like they both took you, the teams to state championships and shit like that. And his brother, like apparently, this is the rumor that I heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's like one of the funniest things I've We're ever heard. We're all about rumors. Uh, I'm all about rumors. <laughs> he. You know, he's like runs. He was like trying to start like a satellite radio thing mm-hmm. in town, which you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the, uh, probably the only reason that's you know. Well, anyway, I don't, actually don't want to go into that. But like uh, he's starting to like a satellite river. This Chris Heron's brother, and apparently he's like, all right, we're gonna have like a food drive for the uh, for the network, right? Mm-hmm. And so everyone brought this food over, and he just ate it because he's been living in the studio. The studio has been making funny. <laughs> I was like, that is the, that is the saddest fucking thing. So all this canned food this guy's been going through. That's awesome. Just eating franks and beans. I, I don't mind coming to uh, this area of Hollywood because this is where I lived when I first moved here. It's almost like yeah. a rite of passage. When did you move here? In, area, in the 90s. Oh, okay. I've been here my whole, practically my whole adult life. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be here after a year like yeah. in Hollywood. I kind of, I just, I left New Jersey and I, and I, I just. Oh, left. where in Jersey are you from? A uh, little town near Wayne, New Jersey. Oh, okay, because I'm from Rutherford. Oh, you are? Yeah. Is that East Rutherford also or just Rutherford? Well, they're right next to each other. Okay. East Rutherford is like to technically where Giant Stadium is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, kidding. I paved Dude. that parking lot and puke in high school. Oh, so yeah. Going to so many concerts. You a big Giants fan? No, I'm a big concert fan. Oh, me too. So, well, I'm both of those things. I'm not a big sports guy, so I, that, I was the whole thing you were talking fan. about earlier about the 30 for 30 was just over my head. Uh, well, these are fun. <laughs> you know, Mike Lawrence likes 30 for 30, and if you know Mike Lawrence, mm-hmm. he's like hates sports with a passion. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So they're just kind of fun. Like, if you have Netflix, they're just really interesting I've to watch. I've seen, too. I've, speaking of Kurt Brownell, I, I saw the Eddie Icow 
uh, 30 for 30. Okay, I haven't, seen, Surfer. I haven't seen that one. And then I saw the one about the, was it the Colts? The football team? Oh, that, with the Colts with Baltimore? Yeah, when they moved from uh, but the Baltimore to Indianapolis. Went to the yeah, stadium yeah. every Sunday and played anyway? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They team. were like this fucking crazy good marching band. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty I cool. saw that too. It's amazing. You know you're running a good, it's a good movie if you're able to make that entertaining, like a marching <laughs> band. Well, that's and my wife were both in the marching band, so we were trying to Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. All nerdy, that's all geeky. I, well, I'll watch the one on marching band, but screw the one. <gasps> what do you play? I was in the percussion section in marching band. And I was okay, on, I used to play drums, yeah. I was on bass in the jazz band. Oh, wow. And then I just, Multi-talented. I just did nothing in orchestra, <laughs> the yeah. orchestra band. That's um, you live, and I'm sure you've probably talked about this a thousand times, two blocks from the world-famous Jumbo Jumbo's Clown, Clown Room, room man. This is the. I, I'll the tell you open, what, I went on a date with one of those girls two oh, weeks ago. Yeah. All right. After a shift. If you don't know Jumbo's Clown Room, it, it's most famous because, uh, what's her face? The woman who killed Kurt Cobain. Oh, Courtney, Courtney Love, Love was Love. doing, yeah. And yeah, I'm going to say she killed him. I'm just going to say that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. She used to dance there. A, yeah, she did. And This uh, girl I went out with, we only went out once, and I texted her, and she never texted back, but. Um, yeah, they're very talented over there. It's different than a normal strip club. First of all, it's not fully strip. It's it's not clothes. really a strip club. It's really a dance. They dance. It's just girls dance. in hot outfits dancing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's actually it used to be a lot divier. I think I haven't been there in years. Well, all the girls are super hot. Yeah, and uh, you know, like or just at least a little hot. You know, because I've been, I you know, I've been to a lot of strip clubs in my right. life. I'm sure. not proud of them, but I've been to probably a strip club in almost every city I've gone to at some <laughs> point. Uh, and it's some of them are great, and but most of them are, you know, there's like a, a, a huge portion that are like kind of the middle, you know, like kind of run of the mill. They're just trying to take your money, right? And then there's the divey ones where it's like, you know, just you can do whatever, you know what right. I mean. Um, but this is this really isn't this this really I wouldn't even consider this a strip club. Yeah, you know it, it used to be a lot divier and a lot more drug infused and. I'm like sure that. you could still get. Yeah. Some shit there. <laughs> There's a woman who used to run the door at the ice house in Pasadena. Oh really? Who still works there? And I say still. Does she dance there or no? I don't know if she dances or she's a cocktail. She's a bartender, now, but she is. 67 years old or something yeah. like that. And she's still there. And well, she's, she's definitely not dancing. She's plastic surgery doll. Oh, okay. Because the girls that are dancing there, I mean, they're real fucking good. And there's like a contortionist or something there. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, the one be? girl that I was... She worked at the ice house too. And the one girl I went out with there was like, she was crazy. Like, uh, yeah, she was basically... I mean, she was... It, it seems she was very acrobatic, you know? Uh, like, uh, it seemed like you could, you know... It's a good thing those gymnastic lessons worked out later on in life. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the parents Mom's are really happy proud about that. As I do a back bend for a dollar <laughs> bill. <laughs> so, how do you like Los Angeles? Um, I really liked it the first two months I was there, and then yeah. the last month has been kind of tough. I feel like I've been. I'm certainly. I kind of got hazed when I first got here, but then I really started to enjoy because I was so burned out from New York City. Right. And then the last month, it's been a little bit. It's yeah. been a little grading for sure. Um, I think too because it helped. You know, I think this is what happens. I went to Portland in the beginning of October and I had a great time. Oh, Portland's did awesome. a really fun show. Yeah, yeah, met a lady out there, and and that was it. Was like one of those magical like weekends or mm -hmm. whatever. And then uh, and then after that, it was like I came back here and I was like, all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like I'm back to fucking. It's back just to writing. Everything is time. fucking. You know, like whether I'm at an AA meeting, whether I'm at a cafe, mm-hmm. having a coffee. I'm always running. The first time I didn't run any, into anyone from the industry was I was at like the Griffin Observatory. Right. You know, that's the first time because it was just a bunch of tourists. But, you know, every fucking time you run. And I do it, too. It's yeah. like every, you know, we were just talking about it now. Like, how many listens do you have? Or it's like every single question you have. I mean, it's just industry questions. And I understand. You know, I understand it. It's It's probably very similar to like. You know, if you live in a factory town, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? that's what I kind of, you know, and it's like, of course, everything is like, oh, did you hear what happened to John over? You know what I mean? It's like very, you know, and I think that people don't understand that. It's just how small of a world it is. Yeah. You know? So it can be very isolating, especially, you know, one of the things that I, I, you know, I'm trying to do is like, all right, first question don't make it about comedy. You know what I mean? Right. When you first meet somebody, don't ma- you know, see, it's, it's really, it's, it's why I like playing flappers actually a lot. Oh, Cause really? it's, yeah. Cause it's like not totally industried up. Yeah. You know, I used to do flappers out in Claremont. I don't really do the Burbank one. Right? Oh yeah. It's just another hall for me from mm-hmm. the West side. We talked about, actually we talked about it last week. Um, because I go to the Ice House a lot, and that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. my hall. I'll, I'll take the Ice House. Yeah, I just did a show there a couple weeks ago. It was really fun. Yeah, it's a great club. Oh, how do you find the difference between stand-up in New York and L.A.? I mean, such a generic question, but... Uh, New York, I mean, L.A. polished will kill here harder than almost anywhere else. Oh, yeah? Uh, New York, you can work stuff out. Yeah. So it's harder to work stuff out here, for sure, Yeah, on stage, you know? Um, that's why it's almost like New York... Like, Oh, so in New York comics, you know, like when they come out here for two or three weeks, they crush mm-hmm. because they're bringing all their polished stuff from New York and they're coming out here. But it's like, it's very tough to work at new bits and you almost have to consciously, you know, I mean, like since I've come here, I mean, I've only kind of put like a couple new bits right. into my act and, you know, I'm a, I'm kind of, I'm a prolific writer, but not one with stand up for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. it takes me a little harder to write. It takes me a little longer to write stand up. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's the big difference. Well, here's, I just, I stumbled onto this this week. I'm working on a new joke and I finally, yeah. I finally run, and I, I usually work it out on stage, but especially if I'm on the road and I got 10 shows mm-hmm. to do, I'm just like, all right, I'll yeah. work it on the stage. It'll be fine by Sunday, but I'm not on the road. So I, I, I wrote it out and I finally got it to where I wanted to try it. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't have any shows this week. Uh, <laughs> you know? yeah, so yeah. I like call around, I call the Ice House, I call the Mel- LRO's Improv, I'm like, hey, any yeah, fallouts, yeah. anything this week? So now I gotta wait till Wednesday to try it out. Yeah, it's hard because it's, uh, it's very, um, you know, like it's, uh, uh, you know, in New York, a couple credits gets you a long way in here. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they, no, you know, get back in line. Right, right. Nobody cares that you've been, you know, on this show or this show. Mm. Are you famous? That's yeah. the big question, you know. But I, I've been able to fill it up pretty pretty heavily here, um, you know. And I, I'm kind of making, like, I'm doing a month and a half in New York starting in December. Uh-huh. And then I'll probably go back in the spring for a month and a half. Because my parents live in Westchester, so I can just oh, okay. kind of commute. Yeah, yeah. You know? Where were you living in New York when you were there? Um, I was living in Brooklyn and Bushwick. Sure. Course, yeah. Brooklyn. Which kind of got dirty. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like Hollywood's just soulless, but Bushwick was really dirty. <laughs> so I'm glad to be at it's least a at a soulless place. It's a give and take. It's a clean yeah. soulless. It's a clean soulless. Sure. Although I was like fucking, oh, it goes in Northern Cali all 
the last couple days and uh, you know i was in san fran i was uh, i love san fran but i was in the mission and i don't like really right, like that's the pretty mission. divey down there it's in the pretty mission. divey but then i, I was I, did, in, I think i did this podcast in the mission at the san francisco sketch festival last year oh yeah yeah were you like, at the dark room theater yeah, yeah i was at the dark I was, room. that's where i was yeah oh, yeah 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 i did i love sketch fest but and i love san fran but the mission's weird yeah, it's just man. uh you know it's just not it's like rich and poor and it's like this weird I don't know. I don't like have nostalgia. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't care that, you know, like like Ken Kesey may have like gone down there. <laughs> you know who's also down there? Charles Manson. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't give the a guy shit. The I'm buying heroin off of is yeah. down here also. Yeah. And, uh, nobody really cares. Yeah, yeah. But then I went to Sonoma and I was like, oh, this is gorgeous. There's a gig in Sonoma? Yeah, there was one. The same guy who was running the San Fran gig uh-huh. hooked me up with the Sonoma gig. Kind of like one-nighter sure. stuff. And uh, and it was, it's just, I've never been to a place where no one's stressed out. <laughs> I didn't run to one person who's stressed out. It's a Sonoma, California. Is it a hippie town? I don't think I've ever uh, been. It's a rich yuppie town. Yeah, yeah. It's a wine country. It's a wine it? country town. So it's, it's a, a bunch of retired for, people. For what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, wine was never my thing. But like, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I. Uh, it's funny because I, you know, I did get a new bit about it where right. I was like, "There's such a difference between wine drunk and whiskey drunk." Yeah. Where I was like, "Wine, you don't really even know the person's drunk until halfway through, and they've got usually like a Labrador next to them, and they're wearing like a scarf, <laughs> opposed to whiskey, where the guy just stares at you for two minutes <laughs> and then says like, I've never cared much for Italians,' you know, like that's how you know it's starting up.' But then I, I did that, and that was cool. And then I was in Santa Cruz. Which I forgot was like where the Lost Boys was staged totally, and all that. Yeah, man. You know, I dug. How, how, are those ma- how are those maggots, Michael? You're eating maggots. That's my line from the Lost Boys. Oh, okay. I think you're doing some weird testing oh, no, thing. I was looking at my. Oh yeah. Sorry. How are those ma- maggots, Michael? Dude, fun podcast, but he talks to his equipment. Uh, <laughs> what was it? The crow's nest in Santa Cruz. You did, was it? Um, no. What did I do in Santa Cruz? I did the crepe place. The what? Crepe place. Really nice guy who runs it, and this dude George Kane who ran the one nighter, who's a nice guy too. Yeah. So can't complain. Those one nighters are great because so you're in a, you, you go to a club and you're like kind of nervous about coming back there. And right. you know, I did my first run of clubs, and like you know, four or five are gonna have me back as a headliner, but then some don't have you back, yeah. and you're in your fucking head about that. But one nighters, it's just like. Who Here, cares? Let's do it. Yeah, let's just do it. I won't be back. Wow, a crepe? You did it in a crepe restaurant? It was, my, my... It was like half bar, half... I, I called it like hipster TGI Fridays because yeah. there's all these <laughs> crazy things on the wall. So you did like the rich white people tour, San Francisco. I did. Sonoma, Santa Cruz, though, tour. is like... Santa Cruz is... I don't know if I would say that's... It's a little... I'm only going off the crepes. It, it can a little... <laughs> yeah, that place is... Yeah, but it's a little divey in Santa oh, Cruz. Santa Cruz is, could be rough, man. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of drugs, a lot of homeless people, a lot of drugs, up in a lot Santa of drugs. Any beach town, yeah, it's like that's that's the any port town. That's where the fucking drugs are coming in. Oh yeah, you know because those guys who are on those deep sea fishing boats, they I mean they do hard shit. You know, like my friend who's now like. You know, fucking got a great job. You know, he's got a stable job. At least has a has a wife and a kid. And like when he was in a port town, he was like doing heroin every week and shit. (laughs) Especially in the winter, you know. Oh yeah, there's nothing around. No, we were talking surfing earlier. There's the east side of Santa Cruz surfs at one point, and the west side surfs another point. Yeah, it's it's a pretty. It can be a pretty rough town. Yeah, but have you ever gone to a fight on the road? 
No, I never have. I haven't, I, you know, no, I never have. A fist fight? No, yeah. no, right. not at all. Wow. Have you? Um, I know I've covered this if I have or not. I don't, I don't even, no, no, not in real fights. I've had a couple times where I thought I was going to fight, but. Uh, yeah, I think the worst is like when the, because there's always that moment, like if it's a guy, usually they'll back down right. if they're heckling, but I think the problem is when a girl heckles. Then the guy she's with is like, "Fuck, I gotta, uh, I gotta stand up. I gotta for stand her. up, even yeah. though." And you, you can almost see in his eyes of like, "Let's go, let's go," you know, like that sort of thing. So luckily, I'm sure I will be getting to some sort of fight, you know. Oh, I, I hope you come back on the show and talk <laughs> at um, some point. You know, it's so funny because, and I was kind of dealing with that this morning too because. You know, this kid's going to go up and tell his dad yeah. that some old guy was yelling at him. And then I got to go up and I'm like, oh, look, I know he's your son. I have a son. But your kid was being a douche. You know? Yeah. I know you got to stand up for him. Well, 16, I, I don't know if you can tell your, I don't know if the dad can do anything. If you hit him. Well, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. You know what I mean? Right. If you hit him, then he could come and like beat the shit out of you. Oh, but, sure. like, but if you like just yelled at him, like. Yeah, well, we had a comic on here. I think it was Ian Gatoski the other day. Who, yeah. Who some chick was being really obnoxious to him, and he shut her down, and the dude came up after him, and he's like, he's like, he just laid it all down. He's like, look, I know how this goes. You're his girlfriend. You're, you know, you're her boyfriend. I was mouthing off to her. Uh, you have to defend her. That's your rule. I understand that. But she was in the wrong. I was in the right. Why don't we just walk away right now? What did the guy say? I think he walked away. He's like, you look good because you stood up for her. You're standing up for her. We right. walk away right now, and every and you look good, and I look good, and everybody walks away on skating. Yeah, we go into a fight, and the cops can come, and we can all go to jail. Take yeah, it, you know, that's. I think they walked away. That's true. Yeah, it's not his fault that his girlfriend's a cunt. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's so true. Have you ever had anything thrown at you on stage? No, I've I've never been. I've never gotten anything thrown. I've never. I think the meanest thing that someone's ever done to me. I was in. Uh, I was in Bellevue actually. At Parlor Live, I'm actually going back there December 26th and 27th, uh-huh. the hot two days after Christmas. You know what? Those are for Graham Elwood and I did Irvine last year. Oh, during those two, two days? We had a blast. Yeah, I, I think I'm about doing it again this year. Yeah, because it's like, you know, no pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it with Mike Lawrence, um, and uh, we're co-headlining over there. Um, but uh, yeah, I was right after one of those shows, and I was I was with Will Anderson, uh-huh. and uh, Will's a great guy, and I was walking show. down the hall, and this one fucking girl grabs my hand and said, "You were so unfunny tonight," like in the <laughs> hall, and that was like pretty bad. I mean, I was like, "Fuck you!" Right, right. What a cunt. <laughs> um, the I'm always terrified about going to the bathroom after a show. Oh, sure. Because then you're like, oh, that guy sucked. <laughs> the next Especially if you have to take a shit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Never go to the bathroom before or after the show. Right. That's my unless you can go to the bathroom in the green room. Unless you can go to the bathroom in the green room. You never want to take a shit in the green room. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that in a bus. I take a lot of shits. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, it's all that giant Starbucks coffee. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I took. I went because I felt bad. I didn't want to be late, so I went to Seven Eleven. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't, you know, every time that I've bombed on the road, it's been just more sad than anything else, you know, like, it's not like, as opposed to what fun. Well, no, as opposed to like people being like, fuck you. And I've gotten like screaming matches with a whole table and stuff, but that usually doesn't happen. I remember I was in Calgary and I was doing a gig and, uh, I was, uh, I started doing my, it wasn't, it was not going well, uh. 
And this table in the back started being like, you're not funny. And I was like, fuck you. And we started yelling. And I'm like, why can't you just not enjoy it politely like the people in the front row? Because <laughs> I looked in the front row and there's just these people like, they hated it, but they were like respectfully hating it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. What, I mean, what response are people expecting to hear from somebody when you they tell you you suck or you're not funny? Like what? Because we've all yeah. gotten it. And you, and what do you like if you're to walk by somebody you don't know and just say, "Hey, you're ugly and you're fat." What do you, right. you know? What I mean, you're insulting it's somebody. It's pretty easy, you know. And you can come back if you're doing well. Right. Notice that. Sure. If you're killing, it's easy to come back because the crowd's already on your side. But right. if you really aren't genuinely doing well, then it sucks. <laughs> it still hurts. It doesn't get any better. The sting of a bad set lasts longer than the thrill of a good one. Oh, no, that's the truth. Uh, so. I don't know. I mean, and then it's like, well, then you not give a shit. Well, to the point, but you, you got to still keep writing. And yeah. so you have to give a shit. You have to give a, you know, a shit. And also, I'm like, uh, I just turned 30, which isn't old, but it's also not like young enough that like I can't quit and like go. Right. Like if I quit and go, yeah, went back it, to school, you're in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or like did something. I get, it's like then I'm what, entering the job force when right. I'm in my mid late thirties for whatever no, man, profession. Ten years from now, you're gonna be living on the west side, hauling your equipment to Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> some the other new guy, guy resenting the new here. guy, making me come over here. Uh, yeah, it, it is kind of um, yeah, it, yeah. Once you hit that, I think you kind of realize like, all right, well, I can't really. Yeah. I have to stay in the end. Even if I stop doing stand-up, I have to be doing... Because, I, I, you know, I have more experience with this than any other job. Oh, right yeah, now. man. Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're stuck, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it does suck when, you, when you're when you eating it and somebody calls you out on it. And there's just really... There's sometimes you got to give do. it to them. You're like, yeah, I'm, I blow tonight. <laughs> you know? Yeah, every once in a while you're like... But, it, you know, you never want to do it to somebody who's heckled. Because fuck them. You know oh, what I mean? yeah, yeah. But if somebody like... I mean, it is awkward when no one's laughing the whole time. And they're not wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yes, they are wrong in your artistic opinion. Sure. But they're not wrong not to find something funny. Yeah. And if they're just sitting there and looking at you, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> and it's amazing too, because how many movies have you genuinely been to where people are like laughing throughout the movie? You know, mm -hmm. not many. Even funny movies, it doesn't happen that much. Yeah. So, I, I I also feel like it's very hard. People don't see as much live shit anymore. Yeah. So sometimes they don't. You know, I don't know. I, I don't a, know. I had an old school comic on here, and f listeners, forgive me if we talked about this or if I was my conversations with comics are blending into podcasts too. Right. So. Right. But somebody put it into perspective. I think it might have been Rich Scheidner who said, you go to a movie, if you get five good laughs out of an hour and a half, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. We're going on stage and asking him to laugh every minute for an hour. You right, know? right, We're going right. from 50 laughs to six, at least 60. At least know? 60 laughs. That's yeah. what they're, you're trying for it and you're supposed to. And it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then if you don't get like two in a row, then you're like, oh, I'm fucked. It <laughs> doesn't matter what I'm saying next. People, I'm 30. I can't stop now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that sounds like... Uh, <laughs> but it is true. I mean, you know, like you get to a certain point where you're like, oh, right, there's no... I said that back. Yeah. Like I was talking to my dad about that. I was on the road. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. My dad's like, what are you going to be a teacher? You know how hard it is to get a good teaching job? Oh, yeah. And I was like, I, was like, I guess you're right. Yeah. You know, people just assume... Because it's not... 
everything is hard. It's not like this is the hardest job. Right. So it's like it would be hard to quit and do something else. It would be just as hard. Yeah, that's know? true. And probably make a lot less money from the beginning. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. What kind of uh, did you get started in Westchester? Or did you go right to Manhattan? No, I got started right in Manhattan. I never really, I didn't do, I you know. Oh, I'm sorry, Rutherford. Oh, you're yeah. just right across the river. Yeah, I started after college, and I was in twenty. Well, I was like twenty two. Where'd you go to school? I went to school at University of Evansville in Indiana. One of the girls from BFF went there, and the guy who created Home Improvement and. Um, was that why you went? That's why I went. No, I'm just because no one's heard of it, and I'm just always like, well, some people went there. Right, Evansville, Indiana. Is that North Indiana? It's Southern. It's oh, a southern? real shithole. I don't know oh, why yeah. I went there because I got an Emerson in Syracuse. I should have gone to one of those places because it was really. But I, I will say that I think I got most of my years out of being a wreck and a dickhead there. Uh, all right, you know, so that was kind of good. But uh, no, I didn't do any comedy there. I thought I was really serious. I wore like a tweed coat all the time. And, <laughs> Rolling your own cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't do. I didn't have the. But I would buy these cheap cigarettes. I would buy Liggetts. You know those? No Liggetts. Off. They're so. It was like a carton for like eight bucks or something. It was like the grossest thing ever. Oh, nasty. Um, or like ten bucks. Yeah, they were real bad cigarettes. Um. So yeah, I uh, I went there and then when I I got an internship at, at the at the late night with Conan O'Brien, and uh, it was and, back in New York. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I had like a connection to Ferguson, so I was like writing, trying to write a packet for that. When hindsight, like you know, it was my dad's friend who was like, "Yeah, it was funny, but it wasn't his voice. Probably terrible." Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, so no, come on, really. My buddy's head writer over there. It's he's hard to write for, man. Yeah, he is hard to write for, but still, like it was. I was twenty two. I've never done oh, that's right. comedy. It was terrible. You know what I mean? What he doesn't uh, want to hear about smoking pot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. What did I even know at that point? Um, so anyway, I was twenty two. Uh, and then when I was in like, uh, and then I started doing open mics that like September or something. Mm-hmm. And it's been like, I guess eight years and two months or three months since I started doing stand up. you know? And that first year, I think I had more confidence than anything well, else. Yeah, of course. Cause I was still like drinking all the time and doing cocaine before right. I went on stage. And then after that, I kind of like, and then, but I, I still think the most fun that I've ever had doing stand up was like my... Like second and third year, yeah, it was still the most fun because it was like one of those where like, oh wow, okay, what I said just said was kind of funny, and then you were like, I remember I was like, it was like me and Mark Norman and Danny Solomon and Mike Lawrence, and we were all like going to the diner after every, uh-huh. every show and stuff like that, you know, and it was like, you know, that, that was that was super fun. So. I got to do, yeah, because I kind of we don't really have that so much. No, not here. You kind of you can't really just go pal around. You say hi diner. and then you leave. You do your set, maybe you hang out for a couple drinks and you split. You know, yeah. I mean, for sure. Well, you no one can get drunk here. That's true too. You know, like it's ten thousand dollars and yeah, six months of your life being the most inconvenient ever. I've 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 picked up two people out of the Hollywood jail. This was a long time ago. Right. DUIs, leaving the improv at two different times. Yeah. One was my girlfriend at the time, and one was a friend. And I watched them. They were, if I were to talk to them, I wouldn't say they were drunk. Right. But they blow just enough to get hauled down into the jail. And then, yeah, and it's hard to drive here anyway. Yeah. And if the cops are like looking to get their numbers up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, we're in this town, this city is so broke. They need right. all the money they can get, so they're, they're right. cracking down on sixty five dollars yeah. for parking tickets now, and yeah, cracking down crazy. on DUIs. And it's not a rehabilitation. I watch so many people go through it. Getting a DUI, even though you're forced to go to AA, it's not a rehabilitation situation. It's a money situation. Oh, of course. Well, you know. Also, it's like there's a big difference between driving drunk and then 
driving after you've had a couple drinks. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like you know, like I you know, like there should be severe drunk driving laws, but like you know, if somebody's just like has two I mean like I mean, how many times have my parents drove drove, you know, after right. three or four drinks or whatever? Um how many times have I driven yeah, after three exactly. or four drinks? You know? And listen, I've, I'm not an angel. I definitely have driven, driven many drunk. times I mean, when I shouldn't I've driven drunk have. like once, like real bad drunk. But now it's kind of easier because there's Uber. So yeah, Uber's great. You're able to like not like break the bank when you t- – because cabs here are fucking insane. Yeah. I have an Uber. Is Uber out on that? Because I've been off the road for a couple months. And I'm not going back until 2015. Uh, is Uber in other cities or it's just New York, Los Angeles, no, San Francisco? No, it's in other cities. Okay, good. Because I, I first learned about it last year in San Francisco, or first started using it at San Francisco Sketchfest. Yeah. There's such a pain in the ass to get a ride from any of those fucking interns. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> mine was good to me. You know, the thing is, what you do in the beginning is tip them. Oh, and yeah. And they give you a personal number and then you just call them that way. Oh, really? And you don't have to go through the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they appreciate because no one else's. All comics are cheap as fuck, so no one else is tipping. Oh, that's smart. I'll have to do that next festival. Yeah, you get their number and then you get their number. So who who are you coming up with in New York? I know a bunch of New Yorkers Um, are out here now. Yeah, like a lot. Like you know, it's it's weird because it was like me. You know, like I said before, me, Mike, Mark, and and uh, Danny and a few other guys. I only know Mark Norman out of that group. You only know Mike Mark Norman. I only know Mike Mark Norman. Mark Norman. Yeah, Mark's doing great, um, and Mike's doing really well, and Mm -hmm. Danny's writing like a show for Comedy Central. Um, so it was like that crew, but then there was like the people like above, uh, like, and I, like, you know, like, oh, and like Jared Logan and Sean Patton were in that okay. group. Um, and then, then, then there was like kind of a class, like, I feel like above us, which is like the Pete Holmes and the Kumails and the right, sure. John Mulaney's and, yeah, yeah. and they were like pretty firmly established. Like they were, you know, they were the headliners of the shows we were on sure. and we were at the bottom. So it was kind of cool. Cause I got to see those guys. You know, coming it was and Sean O'Connor, he was mm-hmm. our our crew. Like we kind of saw those guys killing it, and they were so fucking funny, right? And they were really certain to do it, you know. So it kind of like made us like look up. Opposing, I feel like the New York class underneath us now is kind of like, eh, you know, uh, I don't I don't know. There's not the same. There's like some of the broy comics. I guess that's different because they they do they do kind of follow that mode. Uh-huh. But like uh, a lot of like the there's like no alternative scene anymore. Really? Yeah. In New York? Like, yeah, it's really tough. Huh. Because a lot of the shows are gone. You know, yeah. I mean, Whiplash is still there, but um, huh. you know, Hot Tub's gone and oh, Merman. Sh- yeah, Merman. Sh- well, they have Night Train now, which is All why right. it's an X show, um, which is a good show. Um, but Merman show on Sunday's gone, mm-hmm. and that, you know that kind of slowed down a little bit. So it's a shame. It's a it's, shame. Ethel Merman show went. What? Oh. Yeah, Heather Mermans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was awesome. a. She had a couple of good years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you now? I don't know. There's like the whole alternative scene is really ble- you know because I was out here for the tail end of the original alternative scene when I yeah, was getting started. Yeah, when I was getting started, Largo was still around and I was yeah. getting up there and kind of catching that tail end. It's just so blurred now, and and it used to be if an alt guy went out on the road, they would just eat shit. You know, and yeah. but now it's such a blur. I think it's just growing. It's so blurred now. You can't really tell. Well, yeah, now it's just good comedy. Yeah, good comedy, good comedy is good comedy. And I hate to draw the line between alt scenes and and there's really not that many you know? much of a difference. You know, I mean, ha- shitty, shitty. No matter, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's true. Like you know, whether it's a guy that's reading off his notebook or a guy who's 
really enthusiastic about his joke about how you know black people and white people are different at right. dancing. You know, both of them suck. Sure. You know, uh, so I think it's just really hard to be good. But you know, I, I feel like I. You know, it's funny because like I'll come to like a Dantan room and be like, "Oh, you're like a club comic," and then I'll come to like a club comic room and they're like, "Oh, you're like an alternative," right? You know, like so I was like, uh, "Oh fuck!" So I'm not like welcome in any room. Is that it? <laughs> well, you know, Jumbo's clown room. Up Jumbo's at clown room. I'm always welcome there. I'm always welcome <laughs> at a shitty place that serves Bud Light. You know. Hey man, you. Uh Got a stripper to go out with you. That's I, that was that's pretty, pretty good, impressive. Right? Yeah, I mean that was that. Well, I can't complain. On and that. the only reason I say that is because they must get hit on. I, I look at like a stripper, oh, yeah, like a they bartender. They got to get hit on all the time. They got to get... a Thai place. I went to a Thai place and uh, I, I took her out, and then I, don't, I didn't hear from her. I think she's going through a breakup. She's like a lesbian too. So wow, you uh, really whatever. You really hit the pot of gold there, didn't well, you? Well, I think it's a shame that didn't work. I fucked it up. You know, it's the same thing for me where it's like. <laughs> Shame that you know, didn't work out. It's always like the Bills, you know, where they have like four good games yeah. in a row during a season, and then eventually they become the Bills. And that's me where I'm like, I have a couple. The first, you know, hour and a half, I'm I'm doing great, and then I always fucking fumble it by the end of it. <laughs> I haven't always, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten a little better, but I, I think the trick is is not giving a shit. Yeah, you know, I don't know now, and now, and I'm starting to genuinely not give a shit too. Now, right, so. I was so terrible. I'm- Getting married was the best thing I ever did in my life, but man, I was so terrible at being single because I would, right. even though I still drink, I was I was a heavy drinker for a long time. Right. I, would, I would just end up pissing everybody off and being obnoxious. And right, right. I was terrible at it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's tough. It's really tough to... Out here, I don't know how you'd be single out here. It's very... Because yeah. a girl's really got to make a decision to fuck you. <laughs> Out here, you know, like there's driving involved. Yeah, you know, there's it's really, uh, you know, like I, I've, you know, like since I've moved here, the one girl that I've hooked up with was was on the road. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And everything right. else has been. We here. just lost my mom as a listener, by the way. Oh so, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Kidding. <laughs> um, so when you you. New York. Was there a lot of offshoot, like, one-nighters in Jersey and Connecticut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... You would do... Um, I remember the first... I remember the, one of the first one-nighters I did. I did this place that was terrible called FUD... I did a FUD Ruckers. Where? In... I, I forget. It was, oh. like, maybe near Teaneck. Oh, man. Uh, and then with this guy who was absolutely awful. Um, FUD Ruckers. FUD Ruckers, for those people on the East Coast, is a burger joint. Yeah, it's a burger you joint. know, like they'd have it's like a place where stand up should not be. Exactly, <laughs> burger joint. And it's only you know, like those when you first start out, like the the things that people will tell you to get you excited. You know, they'll be like, uh, be like, oh, hey, the, one of the staff writers from Law and Order may be here, <laughs> and you're like, oh wow, I could get a just like all this stuff that like seems so insane. Like I remember, like uh, they're like I did there, and the guys like, you know, you do well. Maybe you get a job opening for King Kong Bundy, who was a wrestler. <laughs> now I know. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, who was doing stand up, and he was like, you know, when you start out, it's like if I were to tell anybody starting out, like for the first like two or three years, don't even think about trying to get anything. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just like fucking get up all the time and have fun with it and make your own shit because you know, like the st- the opportunities that will be presented to you are not going to be great, you know? <laughs> so it's not like they're going to be make or break, you know? That's got to be the problem starting in New York. I know it was for me here is 
you kind of lose sight of where you're at and seeing what other people are getting. Yeah. Like, How come he's getting that? I, sh-, you know, but then yeah. you realize, oh, I've only been doing it two years. He's been doing it eight. You know what I mean? Right. And you're not. You kind of lose sight of where you're, <laughs> and you're, not, you're. Basically, you're not as good, and you don't deserve it. But yeah. You yeah. See it all around you. Or I mean, even now, it's like I, I should be. You know, like I'm, I'm happy. You know, I should be happy. You know, I just did Conan. I'm writing a show for Fox, but then you see somebody else do something else, and you're like, "Well, why can't I do that?" And you're like, <laughs> "Well, you can't do everything, motherfucker." Right, you know what right. I mean? All you really should be happy is if you're working. Yeah. You know, like everything else is a bonus. Like, you know, like if you can't get famous, just get working. And, yeah. You know, you'll be fine forever. And as long know? as your apartment's not getting broken into, like Barry Roth. Oh my God! Yeah, he has a nice apartment oh, too. Yeah? I think that's why. Yeah. A very nice place and moderately don't, priced for where it don't is. Don't think you're gonna have much. Oh well, thank problem. you for shitting on my place. <laughs> this is my first place I've ever lived with alone, so I'm oh, really? excited about it. Isn't it living alone great? It's the best. I fucking love it, man. I remember when I ditched my roommate. It's and great I lived alone, and then you have a studio. I had a I had a two bedroom. Oh wow! Right up here, I lucked out. I had a two bedroom. My buddy moved out, and then how much was it a month? Uh, that last one was twelve hundred. Oh my god, this is eleven hundred. Yeah, this, you got to figure this was nine years ago. But uh, <sighs> not even nine years ago, really. Well, the thing was, it was a mom and pop run. Thing, oh, and apparently, because this tenants, is even tenants are hard. Good tenants are hard to come by. Yeah. So when he they split, when my buddy split, I'm like, I can't afford this. They dropped it down to twelve hundred just so I'd stay there. Wow. Yeah. This is like. I mean, this is this is like cheap, not yeah. cheap, but this is fair. Like yeah, because I was asking around. Eleven hundred like, is fair. Sixteen is like the, for a one bedroom. For a one bedroom is the going rate these yeah, days. Yeah, this is eleven hundred for here, and thank thank God I got it. Even, yeah. You know? So, because it's centrally located at least. But yeah, getting yeah. to the improv's got to be a bitch from here though. It's like twenty minutes. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I only do like one or two improv spots a month. You yeah, know? they have a lot of comics they can. Yeah. I'd like to do more because Jamie, Jamie's great. Oh, no, Jamie's awesome. We love Jamie over at the improv. He's but great. it's, uh, yeah, there's only, you know what I mean? There's only so many spots to go around over there unless you're, you know, yeah, you know, somebody a little bit higher. Yeah, some. sure. So let's talk a little bit about, you just did Conan. That was the other thing, yeah, too, yeah. which was great. It was when you called. I think you're on Conan like the next night. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I heard yeah. it, Dan. Oh, great. He's on Conan. I can watch his stuff. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah. We can do this. So. Oh, it was fun. You know, it was the second time I've done it. Um, I mean, it was a lot less pressure. Yeah, I was going to say, a little easier now? Just Sure, yeah. Do you have I to showcase or just have, no, to, sub- I just just have to submit the... Yeah. I don't think I'll ever... If there's a way... I mean, every time my manager's like, hey, do you want to showcase for this show? And I'm like, can we send a tape? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let's just do that. I don't yeah, want to yeah. take the... You know you know what I mean? I don't want to take the risk of... You know, everything that I've gotten has basically been off a of tape. Sure. So, um. Yeah, so, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I can't complain. It was, uh, you know, it's always a little bit tough with that show because the first joke kind of eats it, mm-hmm. and then you kind of build in, and, and that kind of felt like that for the first, uh, like, two bits, and then, yeah. you know, and then it it felt really good after that, so. You know. oh, that's good. Yeah, it was fun. You know, all, all the, it's like fun. It's like, all right, well, this validates you for a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> this gives you six months of keep doing it. Right, right. You know? <laughs> So what's next for you? What what's Oh, I'm working on this show and then uh you know, I'm on the road. You can check my website for all my road stuff. Where are you headed? Uh I'm gonna be on Seattle at the end of the month. I'm doing the um, Underground. Doing the Neptune Theater. Oh, and then I've never I'm done doing 
Yeah, it's uh, my buddy Derek Sheen is a great comic uh-huh. out there is running it, and then I'm doing someplace in Walla Walla. I think like the state, the I don't know what it is. Walla Walla, Walla Walla, and that's like, uh, and then I'm actually, and then I'm uh, in New York. I'm gonna be in New York, but I'm doing like one nighters in Philly, one nighters in DC, and then I'm going back to Seattle. Bellevue, and then I'll be in like Salt Lake City in January. So you can, you, are you going to train though? Take the train to Philly and Washington? Well, and- Philly, I, I, it's it's like a crazy schedule because I'm like, I go, I'm in Seattle, and mm-hmm. then I come back here for two days to like film something, right? And then I go to Philly, I fly to Philly, and then I take a train to see uh, to DC, mm-hmm. and then I take a train back home. That's the good thing about New York. Uh, that's man. the good thing about New York. And then the next night, I'm back in the city doing, right. you know, club spots. Right. Because so. there's no, it's driving. Yeah. Like it's like I just, I got booked for a one nighter out in San Bernardino out here next week. Yeah. Which is supposed to be really good, and the money's really oh, good. Oh yeah, I think and I, I heard haven't, about that. I haven't done a one nighter like yeah. this in a long time, and then I'm like, oh well, it starts at eight. I got to leave at five. Yeah. So I called the MC. I'm like, hey, dude, you want to drive me? He's like, yeah, I'll do it because he's still rambunctious. Yeah, yeah, like, he's yeah, still, let's he, go. And we he's can still talk. not making up excuses. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, I, uh, I would, but uh, there's there was a spider yeah, outside yeah. my house. You know what? I'm coming from San Bernardino. That's what I always <laughs> use. You know, oh, uh, I'm coming from. Yeah, you like the, the opposite way. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but then it's awkward. They see you on the freeway next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> what, uh, what, like, what, what are your favorite spots outside of New York? Um, kind of, you know, I loved when I did Denver Comedy Works. That was great. Oh yeah, yeah, Which is awesome. Madison was really great when I did that. Um, attic? Is that the attic? No, that's Comedy Club on State. I like oh, Comedy State. Comedy State. Attic. I've been there. I was there, there just there for a second time in in fucking June. June. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I like Go Bananas. I liked America's Comedy Club. I like Cap City in Austin. Oh, Cap's great. I love Cap. Uh, yeah, those are all great places. You did his Heliums too? I didn't do Heliums. No, I haven't uh, done it. I did booker. one night in Helium in Philly on like a Tuesday night for this. I headlined this one show. Mm-hmm. I totally ate it. Um, oh, really? Dude, this yeah. Philly audience is, it's South Philly. That can be really rough. They can be really rough. I've had, no, because I've done. But it's also a some, really good club. Yeah, I've done Connie's. Uh, I've did Connie's Rick Rack a bunch. I don't know that I one. would do that. That was really, is that, that was Philly? really fun. Yeah, that was like, that's like right down, downtown Philly. Uh-huh. Uh, so that would, that would, that was cool doing those gigs there. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, like I'll do like what, you know, like I'm, I'm doing like a bunch of one nighters in December. Like I'll be in Schenectady and Schenectady. I don't even know how to fucking say it. And Binghamton, and then Syracuse, and all these fucking places around there. And uh, that's where you want to be in December. Is uh, yeah, is upstate New York <laughs> areas. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We get all we get like winter coat and fucking, you know. You're not looking forward. You don't like. I it. fucking grew up shoveling snow, man. Yeah, man. me too. Well, yeah, I guess I kind of did. Everybody's but. like, "Don't you want your kid to?" experience snow i'm like i'm gonna tell <laughs> tell my kid about snow the way my uncle talked about vietnam <laughs> just snow, which is all horrible <laughs> i'm actually i mean and apparently this winter is supposed to be the coldest on record yeah it's gonna be pretty cold so i'm i'm looking for i'm actually looking forward to being there for like a month and a half now. yeah man i don't know every time i go back to new york and for the longest time i was going just in the winter time and uh I got friends who live out there who surf Montauk all year round. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, come out and surf Montauk. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. We got a suit for you. And I'll just step off the plane. I'll be like, fuck no. Like, fuck I just, this. I have no tolerance for cold anymore. Yeah. I, I lived in New York three months, like two years ago. Uh, we lived down in uh, Tribeca, my wife and I and my kid. And it was the hottest 
February on record. It was 72 degrees. Oh, yeah, that's not good. I loved it. I was yeah. walking through Central Park, man, and, you know, it's just like, like sh- shorts, and yeah, everybody yeah. was laying out. It was like, you know, because it was the first hot day in months. <laughs> it was great. Um, I just saw a documentary on the Montauk Project last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is probably all bullshit, but yeah, yeah. it's all that, like, all the secret experiments that have to do with time travel. Right, right, yeah. I'm feeling it's bullshit. Yeah, it's probably bullshit. It's still fun to <laughs> hear Is that on Netflix? Because I've never seen it. Uh, there's one on the History Channel that you oh, can okay. get on YouTube. Like, I'll go Deep Cuts. Oh, really? Which is YouTube documentaries. That's how you know wow. you're really into something. Yeah, that's... Like, I love all that conspiracy theory shit. Yeah? Yeah. Where are you on the moon landing? Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I see, I'm, as far as conspiracy theory goes... I wish, I don't believe them, but I, I hope we didn't really land on the moon. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, like, I, like, I don't necessarily believe we didn't land on it, but there's a side of me that's like, oh man, fingers crossed, I hope we didn't do it. You know? Just, right. I don't know. I, I like the idea of it being be able really to pull funny. something out. Like that oh, that's off. interesting. Like, it's an entertainment, like that wag the dog thing. If yeah, not to... so much for the entertainment. Just like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, for some reason, I hope that never happened. We'll find out because Japan's supposedly sending somebody to the moon in the next 10 years. So if there's, oh, no, are if there's no golf balls or cars up there. Right. I feel like Japan's, a, we all have different things to worry. That's the one good thing about the past couple of years where Obama and, and has been like, yeah, no more space exploration. Like with setting, let's not spend too much money on this. We yeah. have <laughs> a bunch of other shit we've got to fucking worry about, yeah, yeah. you know? Leave it, to the, leave it to the rich people to handle this for a while. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Uh, Dan, I'm glad this, uh, I'm glad this worked out. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I I, I am. I'm glad we got to talk. I I feel really bad about Barry Rothbart. No, no. Next time we'll tell, uh, cause you know, I had a story for me and Barry to tell, but, uh, you know, I feel better if Barry was in the room. So next time maybe Barry can come and. Oh uh, yeah, man! Um, I'd love to have you guys on. So, yeah. uh, tell us real quick about your podcast before. We go uh, my dumb friends. It's on all things comedy. It's awesome. with co-hosted Sean Donnelly. Tom Lewis produces it, uh, and uh, we got some really fun guests coming up. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, you can get my album "Bad at the Good Times" on a Special Thing Records. Excellent. Check my website for all my dates and stuff. Awesome. Um, that's. Um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say before I got out of here, but I forget what it is. I'm a little discombobulated because I got to get home. No worries. Um, so, uh, Dan, oh, I'm going to post your uh, Conan set on the Facebook page. Oh, thank you. Um, so check out Dancer for St. Germain. Very funny, dude. Um, if you haven't liked the Facebook page, like us. It's the Road Stories Facebook page. Uh, and uh, at Marie V on Twitter. And this goes up tonight. So I will be at the Irvine Improv this weekend. That one night or out in fuck on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Uh, you guys. Oh, shit. Can, can yeah. I pop? I, I'm going to be the Irvine. I'm co-headlining the Irvine Improv on Wednesday with Annie oh. Letterman. With so, who? Annie Letterman. Oh, great. from like Chelsea. So yeah, I know come Annie on back. Yeah. The new, have you been down to the new Irvine yet? No. I hear really, it's really nice. Really nice. Oh, here's huge, right? It's like 500 seats. Oh, man. I, I can't fill that. <laughs> I want a place that looks good with 40. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, Check out other podcasts at All Things Comedy. And uh, might be a bonus episode this week. Uh, I don't want to tell you who it is. Um, so look forward to that. All right, you guys. Thanks a lot for listening. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. You want to know about life on the road? 
It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, canceled flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon